Hello, everybody, and welcome to another awesome episode of Podcast. I am Jordan, along here with Brother Brandon. Hello, everyone. And best friend Ryan. Hello, everybody. How are you two doing this evening? Not too bad. Not too bad. This uh, school term's coming to an end. Get to start two more. Um, that's my sad sack of life. So, yeah. All right. And best friend Ryan, how about yourself? How's everything going for you? I'm good. Had the day off today. We watched... Uh, my wife also had the day off. We watched... Her nephew, huh. Kyle oh. Jr. He's a pretty cool kid. That's all he did today. That's all, literally all I did. Wow. Yeah. I'm jelly. Well, you have you have a little baby. It's almost the exact same age as him at the at your house. Yeah, I do. But I was at work all day. That's true. Well, I did. I mean, and she's I, a girl. I did a little bit of school, but I also uh, oh, I had to like, I I got the Criterion release of Night of the Living Dead. I had to sit down and watch that. It is, oh, so good gorgeous the restoration is pristine uh the special features are amazing i went through all two and a half hours of the special features it's good if anyone is a cinephile and you haven't picked up this movie yet do it a cinephile is that what you just said a cinephile is that is that what they call it yeah Yeah. awesome that's amazing file love yeah cinema it's like what you are pedo child (laughs) file lover Yeah, that's exactly what I am, and guess what? None of you have ever caught me. So, tonight we're talking about Back to the Future Part 3 Commentary. This is our uh, this is our end of the trilogy. This is the end of our franchise uh, commentary series. I'm really excited to talk about this one. I see this every November. This is my least favorite, but both Brother Brandon and Best Friend Ryan have not seen this in probably 10 years or more. It's been since fourteen fifteen. So and we'll even, see. Even then, I can remember being. I was in and out. I wasn't. It wasn't really uh, like catching my interest. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But we have it ready on the Universal logo on frame one, just like the past two reviews here. You will be. You can watch it with us. Well, listen to it. Whatever you want to do. But you can definitely chime in with. Uh, with uh, your TV at the exact point where you are and all that stuff. So, without further ado, since this is the longest movie in the franchise, let's go. Best friend Ryan, spin that shit. Yeah, I, I said it because he said it would make him happy. Can I use this when I'm done with my mint? For what? To spit my mint in. Oh, yeah, you can totally use it. I'm not going to keep that. Thank you. That was just a strange question to throw out there at the start of the movie. <laughs> That's why I was confused. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know if you're going to use it for like different, you know, like sexual things or whatever. Because yeah. it's kind of it's kind of you know narrow at the top and gets yeah. bigger. So it's yeah, definitely, definitely resembles that old Universal Studios logo. And oh, okay, this is the 75th anniversary. Going through the motions. 1990. Yeah. This is the 91. This is the 91. This so. is the 21st century. Are you sure this is long enough? I think it's, I mean, it was, I thought the audio on the last one was kind of loud, right. but I couldn't lower it that well, because okay. then it took our voices down, too. All right, 75 years of Universal I back in 1990. So this is part three. This is going to end exactly where part two left off, just like in the last movie. And uh, I'll just shut up for now, because I have a lot of problems. You're probably going to be the one guiding this conversation more than we are, because I mean, we, we haven't watched this in a very long time, and you've watched it every year for how long? 
No, I would say for the past six years, every November we watch the trilogy, my wife and I do. Why November? Because it takes place in November? No, 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 because I feel um, I feel that Back to the Future is a very good Thanksgiving-y movie. Really? You know, like, you know, like, that's where I watch a lot of James Bond. James Bonds are Thanksgiving films? I think so. I think they are. So this starts with the end of Back to the Future Part 1. But what, 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 what about these, this, this trilogy makes them feel like Thanksgiving films? Just get that feeling? What, what's that feeling? I don't know what the Thanksgiving oh, feeling this, is. Oh, this, this, does this. Like a, does, like a, does a TV network like AMC play this in Thanksgiving? They did when I was a younger guy. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, just like, I mean, nobody watches A Christmas Story in July. Unless it's Christmas in July. Unless it's Christmas in July. Exactly. So they're starting here because Marty... Okay, now I'm going to get confused. So Marty goes back in the first movie. The second movie, this is the end of the second movie, where he's like, no, Doc, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Right? This is the end of the second movie, right? Yeah. He's like, Doc, I'm back. By the way, do you guys see the... Uh, where well, there's supposed to be tire tracks, but that's clearly... Yeah, you, the, can, uh, see them. you can see the little tracks there the little where they tracks got the flying. fire on. Yeah. Doc, I'm back. It's amazing how much you forgot about the second movie in a week, isn't it? Because that's that's the funniest thing, right? Is that we reviewed two weeks ago, and then last week we had the f first one still fresh in our minds. I've already forgot majority of happened in the second one. It's only been a week. Well, the majority of the second one is the first one. Yeah. 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 Or other things together. Yes, you really have to know Biff was an asshole. As an adult as well. Mm. That's pretty much the only difference, I think. So this one, they're going to stay in one location. Since you guys haven't seen this in forever, we're going to we're going to continue here in 1955, and they're going to give you a terrible exposition on how the time machine is still in 1955. That is shoehorned in there, and then he's going to go to the wild, wild west, and stay there. Which I'm not happy about. Why not? Because they needed to do something completely fucking different. Um, a western isn't completely different than what they've been doing. No, but what I what I'm getting at is I was uh, here I go like every episode shoehorning it in. I just got done watching the three hour alien documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that today when I got home, and and the first movie of of alien is. A typical first movie then your sequel you do what they do in the first movie and you bring it up more but it's also the darker one of the trilogy and then the third movie you're supposed to either two options either expand more on the sequel or take it down to the first movie again and typically when movies in a trilogy take it back down to the first level of the first movie it's tend not to be as exciting as a franchise and this is what I feel that movie does this movie part three takes it down to the first movie level, and it's just not as entertaining. What they needed to do was expand even more. They needed to go farther. They needed to go other places. Like you were saying last week, Brother Brandon, with Marty going to different time zones every 15 minutes. This, Since this was ending the saga, they needed to go big. And it's not the Wild Wild West. Typically, though, and when you look at trilogies as a whole, uh, the third movie never really plays out. Uh, to anyone's expectations. No. It's usually always, you know, the black sheep or the red-headed stepchild. 
You yeah. know, whenever you think of trilogies as a whole, three never really works out in its favor. Besides Return, right? Well, yeah. I mean, for the exception of, like, maybe Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, or even the the, the most recent Apes trilogy, the current Apes movie. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But typically as a whole, in the majority of trilogies, uh, three is is a bastardization. Okay, fair enough. That's, fair I enough. mean, that's, that's just how I've always viewed it. Okay. Fair enough. Because the expectations have been so high. Well, it's it's you're beating a dead horse at this point. Like especially again, how we kept saying that we've said in episode one and two of this, time travel is a very finicky subject to touch on. So when you're doing it again for a third time, what are you doing that's different? You know what I mean? Are you are you introducing anything new to the audience? Is there anything kind of revelation that they can pick up on that expands on time travel itself, other than oh, we got to go back and stop this? Good point. And that's what these movies sort of do. Good point. Did you guys want to see them go back to the West here? Is this where the logical choice should be? Well, I honestly don't think they really need three of these movies. I think... I think Exactly. I mean, to go off what, what I said earlier, what Ryan just said, that's perfectly true. They could have easily not have had that ending on part two and just left it at that and it would have been fine. Because like, there's nothing really in that movie that... Because they tell, they tell a pretty cohesive and complete story, and they just kind of add that ending on to bridge the gap between the second and the third. So they don't really, it's not necessary to have the third one. But we have it. We have it. So, is going back to the West and staying in the West the, the most logical choice? Um, I mean, it could be, because if, I mean, if he's going back to the founding of Hill Valley, if it's... California, I mean, that does make sense to go to the West. In 1885. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is 100 years before the first movie. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty much the expansion of, you know, the, the, what we know as, well, the slang term is the Wild West, but the historical term is the American frontier. So, I mean, that, that time frame does line up. Yeah. But. So, pretty much what's going to happen here is, is. Doc Brown gets struck by lightning in 1880 and in, in 18 in 1955 in the second movie and then what he does in 1885 is that he hides the DeLorean in a mine so when Marty gets to 1955 they can go to the mine and and then discover the car that's how they get it it will never fly again because of the lightning destroying Mr. Fusion <laughs> I almost feel Mr. Fusion needs a, needs a, a theme song. He's like a slogan and everything. Mr. Fusion. Like Mr. Plow. Mr. Plow. <laughs> that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. Simpsons. Yeah, the Mr. Plow episode. Yeah. yeah. I do think there there is one lasting legacy of this of this franchise, though, and it's that the one funny part of uh, Six Million Ways to Die in the West. Where, uh, where he gets shot? No, where Seth MacFarlane just, like, he opens a garage door. He, like, he opens this, this big door to the building and Doc Brown's there with his DeLorean. I didn't even see that movie. Oh, okay. oh I didn't it. know that. No. It's, like, it's like three seconds and Doc Brown just, like, covers up the DeLorean real quick and acts like nothing's going on. <laughs> and that's it. It's never referenced again in the whole movie. That's it's an funny. awful movie, but that, that, that one joke, which they put in the trailers. I didn't even see that. Uh, it's a bad movie, huh? Funny. Oh, I, I don't like that movie. I don't like Ted, either. 
So, in the timeline of this movie, this is happening the night of the dance still. Yeah. So, right now, Marty's mom and dad could be banging it out. Uh, right now. I don't think George... Well, I'm sorry, this is not the night. This is 7 a.m. the next day. I don't think George is that kind of cat. He probably groped her or something. I mean, you saw her. Her breasts were kind of pushed up. Really, really yeah. beautiful. And nothing like a good old-fashioned groping. Do you think... Do you think George is a motor motor? I think I think he is a uh, uh, he's a uh, was it stop short and stretch? Okay. He's kind of okay. he's kind of darting in and out there. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. You see, I would picture him just going, "I'm gonna get between those titties." I don't think I don't think he's gonna be aggressive like that. I no. think he's, he's gonna be so nervous. He's probably just gonna like lightly rest one side of his face on it, and he's gonna tell her like he can hear her heartbeat and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, but then have the nipple just glide into his mouth. Well, I don't even assume her top's off yet. No, that's true. We're talking about George banging Lorraine at this moment right now in the timeline. Okay. It's the night of prom. It's the night of prom, and it's 7 a.m. the next day. Yeah. You know, she's probably pregnant with the first kid by now. She woke up pregnant. Well, I mean, it was the 50s. Yeah. It's the way it should be, really. I mean. Copernicus. So that is Einstein's daddy? Or grandpa? That's grandpa. Because it's 1955 and 85, right? Dog years. Yeah. Dog years, fellas. Great grandpa. Great grandpa? Probably great, great, great grandpa. I don't think so. Normal average dogs live about. Are they the same type of dog? Well, it looks like it. That's just the puppy version. Oh, okay. So now. So now, okay, so here's another timeline issue. We've always brought this up in this franchise so far. However, though. So, Marty goes back to 1885. They discover, well, they not discover, but they are a part of the building of Hill Valley. They get their picture taken here in front of the clock tower. Doc Brown then stores the DeLorean here, and everything else has already happened. Am I lost, or am I going cross-eyed? What do you mean everything has already happened? Like, 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 I mean, like... How, how is... Are you are you trying to say in a roundabout way that how is the DeLorean itself not discovered with years and years of expansion? Yeah, because also at the end of this movie, they don't put the DeLorean in the they don't put the DeLorean in the mine. At the end of this movie. So then that kind of just fucks it all up. Right? Because so far everything has had a beginning, it has a middle, and has an end so far. With all the time travel stuff, right? So the only there's there's only one DeLorean in this movie because in the last movie there was like twenty DeLoreans you know because of this different timeline this different dementia blah 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 right dimension dimension <laughs> whatever so you know what I mean like there was this different kinds but the, but the DeLorean's been here for a hundred years no not a hundred years seventy years that's pretty good timing thank you. So now they gotta go back to it's just I don't I just don't like how they have to go back. This doesn't make any sense. They need to have the flying DeLorean. They need to go bigger. They need to go bigger than two. But why? Because this is because I just feel that's the most logical way to go for this movie. I mean, like you don't. You just don't go to the to the 1800s. You gotta go everywhere. You just got to. It's the last movie. You gotta make the stakes higher. You, they they didn't even bring up Biff's son. I brought that up in the past two reviews. 
But I don't think that son is important to the storyline. But they brought up every other person's child and grandchild and great-grandfather and grandfather. Biff's son is the only one they never bring up. Really? Yes. You got, you got, they brought Marty's dad, Marty, on all of his siblings, right? And then you got Doc Brown. He brought up, you know, the Von Browns, and they brought up his dad, they brought up his mom. You got Lorraine and her parents and her siblings. You know, you got Biff and his grandma and all that other stuff. You got, you got, you got, you got uh, Biff as an old man. You got, you got Griff in the future. Oh, well, yeah, no, Biff lives with his grandma, so maybe his dad is dead. Maybe he died in Korea. Okay, so where's, okay, so where's Biff's son in 1885? Oh, uh, we're talking about Biff's son. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just don't, I don't think it's important. I don't think he, he's important to the story. Yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, Biff, Grib, Biff Griff and Mad Dog Cannon, that's really all you need to know. I honestly feel, Jordan, that the reason why it was taken back to the American frontier is because it's just another it's just another level of of tribulation. You know what I mean? Like how do you how do you get something such as a time traveling car from the twentieth century to work in the nineteenth century? You know what I mean? That so, like, point. you're going to have to, like, really utilize these two characters together to try and see how can they get this thing to run and operate in a time where this thing is not available yet. And I think you guys remember how they do that, right? No. With okay. The train? With the train. <laughs> they push it with the train. Okay. So. And then he turns that train into a time machine. At the end of the movie. Yeah. All right. So, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Biff Tanner just Mad Dog Tanner? Buford. Buford Tannen. Buford Mad Dog Tannen. Buford Tannen. Yeah. And Doc Brown, we just found out, Doc Brown has just found his tombstone that he died September 7th, 1885. The Doc Brown. So this Doc Brown should not exist. Right? No, because the, the Doc Brown from 1985 is the one that went back in time to 1885. Okay. See, again, that's what time travel does, man. It's it's It's... Not a great thing to write off on. Back then, we were the Von Browns. See, now that's going to change too, because you're going to Marty's going to take his picture. Seriously, come on, man. This is the this is confusing. There's a picture of Doc Brown from 1885, 1985. In 1885, next to the clock tower. Michael J. Fox definitely doesn't look like a teenager anymore. He looks like he can't act anymore either. What's the what? He, he's not very good in this movie. He's not very good. Is he uh, is one of those uh, actors that's just reining it in for the paycheck? I think he is. And yes, I do. I think two and three, he's definitely reining it in. Do you think... Do you think when they were shooting this movie, he knew back then that they uh, he was going to have to live with this this franchise the rest of his life? Probably. Like, he could he could win an Oscar and everybody would be like, Hey, Marty, how's it going? Yeah, probably. Kiss your mom lately? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably. I I would actually believe yes. Which but, is, but like, I, other than this, the only other thing, it's uh, Spin City, right? Yeah, this is, yeah. That was, his, that was his next big thing. That was, that's the only other two things I can... That's the only other thing I can think of him in. Well, he well was, I mean, he was in a bunch of movies, like Doc Hollywood. But, like, recognizable. Oh. Yeah. 
like you know as big as this. I mean, for me, like it, of course, like Milo and in Atlantis. So but, I mean, no one talks about that. So now no here we go. Doc Holiday either. <laughs> big plot hole. In the first movie, to go back to 1985, they needed to have Marty go through a through. They had, Mar- they had to have Marty hit a bolt of lightning to get the time circuits to go, to go back to 1985. In this movie, the third movie, all he did was put parts on top of the hood of the DeLorean, and now he's going to be able to travel back in time with no problem. No problem. Well, what did he? What what exactly are the components on top of the? Car? He just started to do it. They did not specify that. Okay. Well, couldn't couldn't have been something in the future that he brought back for the DeLorean to help get him. I I don't think so. There's nothing he brought back. All he brought back was the hoverboard. This is a plot hole. It's a big plot hole. Uh, I don't know if it's a plot hole. As it's just like you don't need to explain every little thing to the audience. But it was a big part of the first movie where they needed to go back. To, 1880, to 1985 on the night that lightning strikes the clock tower so he has that bolt of lightning to have the energy to do the flux capacitor to go back to 18, 1985. In this movie, he just drives 88 miles an hour and he's there. And he puts all these components on. And remember in the first movie, Doc Brown says, um, I'm sure petroleum is something that you can get at your older store, but you can't have it in 1985. Maybe, maybe he didn't. He didn't know because when, in the first one, when he goes back in time, Marty says it took one point uh, twenty-one gigawatts. And he's like one point twenty-one gigawatts. Yeah. So he obviously didn't know about that by then. But if he knows now, he can probably find a way besides the lightning storm to. Who, Doc Brown? This Doc Brown? Yeah. This is the same Doc Brown that just did the storm the day before, yesterday. That's true. This is yesterday. Th- this very was. True. This is the next day, guys. After the first move, this is the next day. But maybe the whole time, maybe the whole week Marty was in the past, after he told him that, hey, we need 1.21 gigawatts, he was trying to tinker with stuff. In, in 10 hours? No, 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 the whole week. Okay, like, the whole week. He, he figured the storm thing would work better. Like, that was the surefire trick, right. so he's not going to risk missing that. But he's also a scientist, so he's going to, you know, tinker with things to try to get the something to create 1.21 gigawatts. That's a very, very good way to stretch it out there, buddy, but I mean... I, that's a, I think that's... If you're, if you're looking for an explanation, I think that is a plausible explanation. You have to also... You have to play with movie logic. You know what I mean? You just can't... Nothing is ever spelt out, you know, to, to a T. Like, you just have to assume. Okay. Fair enough. I just thought, since that was a the big plot in the first movie... That was the story. Well, I mean, that's then, also the that's also the the luxury of fiction itself. Is like you don't have to break everything down. Like if you set things up naturally, people will just get the gist. Okay, all right. Well, that's that. That was that was one of my big gripes in the beginning of this movie. I wanted to bring up was just he just he just put those components on top of the hood and that's it. You know, it's like that's weird. Where before. Maybe they just thought these are just summer uh, action adventure films. People don't really care about the internal logic. <laughs> they just want to see Marty and Doc talk about time travel. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. You know, it's just... Why? Because. Yeah. It made money. Let's uh, let's make some more. Yeah. But that's not why we're here. If we were here just to think like modern artists, then we would not have a show. We're critics. That's what we do. 
I guess. <laughs> I mean, we criticize film when we review films. That's the definition of a critic. Yeah, not the definition. I mean, I, I'm, I agree with you. I okay. mean, I guess. We have to look at the film with not fan eyes and go, hmm, makes no sense. Really, I thought, I mean, I, I just always assumed this podcast was was about us remembering stuff from our childhood and yes, relating our personal... but for the past three episodes, this is a movie critic. Right. So, right. gotta put on our critic glasses. And just so convenience and make the plot just be throughout the movie now is one of the Native Americans, uh, or as Marty put it, Indians, uh, which he was not PC in, eight, in 1985, uh, they shot a bow and arrow through, they shot an arrow through a car and hit the gas tank perfectly. And therefore he has no more gas, so therefore he cannot go back. Because they didn't have gasoline in 1885. Okay. Do you guys see how this is... Convenient. This is convenient. Well, I mean... The Indian shoots the gas... Gas... Gas tank. It's a movie. Oh, I... oh there's Marty McFly again. There's Michael J. Fox playing his relatives again. Movie magic. The same thing. And there's Leah Thompson. Have you really been like breaking down all of these movies of, and, and nitpicking every little thing to be like <laughs> to bring up for discussion? <laughs> Did I just not go on a two minute rant about us being critics? <laughs> but you have to understand by now, dude. This is Back to the Future Part Three. Yeah. Just at this point, isn't it just more of just like 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 Ryan said? It, it's. All we care about at this point is Marty and Doc Brown time travel. But my job is to criticize the movie. <laughs> but yeah, you're going way too in it. Like, who gives a shit if an arrow pierces the gas can? I hope the fans care because they're like, <laughs> you're right, Jordan. Her puppies are covered. They need to be out like they were in the last two movies. That's not I'm criticism. here to see. Yes, criticism. it is criticism. I'm here to see Leah Thompson's breast. <laughs> Where is Leah Thompson's breast? That's a preference. That's not criticism. But it's a criticism because I'm criticizing you for making the wrong choice for not showing the tatas. Okay. That's my point. Damn it. You don't, you don't, you don't. It's a fine. It's fine. You guys seen the past two episodes. You guys have loved to seem to like my logic and my criticisms. And now, for every reason, part three, don't like my criticisms. No, I just think that... I think it's uh, funny that we keep harping on her breasts. <laughs> they were very nice in the first one. Oh my very god! Nice. I just wanted to curl up on them. But I, like I, what I pointed out, and I think it would, might have been the second one is obviously Marty, uh, George, and Lorraine are related. Yeah. Very obvious. Very obvious. Which like shades a whole new light on on that whole incest storyline. Yeah. <laughs> That is very good-looking rabbit, by the way. Never had rabbit. No? Never had it. Me either. I am a civilized human. I've had squirrel before. Have you? Yeah. Here's the water. It's brown, just so you guys know. Because to show it's the frontier. There you go. Safe to drink, though. Well, that's why they only lived till 3031 back then. funny that Marty chose the name Clint Eastwood or not? 
I mean, it make I mean it makes sense because they put that Easter egg in the last one, uh, with the good, bad, and the ugly. Okay. Spits out the shotgun pellets. Do you think this was the this scene was the inspiration for the film Far and Away with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? I've never seen that. It's about Irish settlers settling the West. Really? Yeah. During the Great Expansion. Was that part of their uh, their? Because uh, they were married at one point, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. That was their. That was when they got married. Okay. Because eyes wide shut, they were together as well. Yeah, I think they broke up in two thousand one. Really? I think maybe two thousand two. Because I know, because I, I know, because there was a big thing about him dating Penelope Cruz after they made Vanilla Sky, and that was in two thousand one. <sighs> hmm. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's a Ron Howard movie. Oh, okay. That, that you so you've probably seen it. <laughs> most of his most of his important films play the same way. Like a Beautiful Mind, it's not that good. He's hit and miss. Who's my, the baby? My wife is a huge fan of the Beautiful Mind. She loves Ron Howard. Apollo thirteen is the only one I can really get behind. Every other Ron Howard movie, I'm just like, eh. Okay. Those are some interesting moccasins. That line's going to come up soon. He's wearing Nikkei's. That's what they call it. It's engine speak. That's what they call it. <laughs> engine? Yep. What's those? What's those moccasins? Nikkei? That engine talk? <laughs> Weren't most of the people illiterate at this time? Very. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, although I think, uh, if I'm remembering right, if I, I'm going to... I'm probably show my hand here and not know my history all that well, but I think, I think the American frontier was actually when newspapers and pamphlets started really finding their stride. So I think American frontier, there was still that, uh, there was that weird balance between people who were learning to read because of the publication of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. It was transferring information and news much quicker than before. So it was at this time people were actually starting to learn to become more literate than they were before. Okay. So in Hill Valley, we have a bathhouse, we have a, 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 a butcher, uh, we have a festival going on, construction of the clock tower, we have cabinet maker undertaking. <laughs> You're reading all the signs? Yes, because remember in the first episode we did of this? Oh, uh, uh, we looked at all the stores. We looked at all the stores. The and I'm, I'm trying to see if there's any stores there. that have been around for the past hundred years. And so far, none. I don't think any of them, because uh, I, I think the movie theater was the only one that was still a movie theater. Wells Fargo and Company. Continue, sorry. Yeah, Wells Fargo. Um, That's been around for a long time. That was in uh, The Revenant, wasn't it? Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and look at that. And now they just know how to steal people's money. Son of a bitch. Anyway. I mean, uh, motion pictures were... I... Getting really close. I don't know if by now, but I know pretty damn close to being making themselves prevalent. 1895 is the birth of cinema. So, 10 years after here, then, I guess. 1903 was the Great Train Robbery. Yeah. So, it's still a bit yet. So, the bar or the tavern is in the same location of the, the diner. Of the diner. Okay. So that's where the diner's that's, a, that's the third film in a row where I have a manure reference. There's yeah. going to be more manure, I believe. Later. I like I like good poopy jokes. Uh, yes. And I like do. to say poopy. 
I had this argument with uh, our friend Max one time about because uh, I said that uh, I said uh, um, that it's possible to make a highbrow poop joke, mm-hmm. and he wanted to argue with me that it's 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 impossible. You can't make it because that is the definition of lowbrow when you talk about bodily functions in a humorous way. <laughs> and we watched this movie Blue Jasmine. Okay, it's a Woody Allen film. I've heard of it. I've I've yet to see it. There's the scene. Where and it's not necessarily a poop joke, but it is related, so I think it counts. Um, she is getting kind of not attacked, but like aggressively hit, being hit on by her boss at this dental office, and he asks her if she would mind going on a date with him, and her response is, "No, I can't that day. I have a proctologist exam." So like she says, it really, you know, mm-hmm. uh, out of breath and stuff. And I feel like that is a highbrow poop joke. <laughs> Because it's a Woody Allen film that says right. highbrow. I don't know. The more poop, the merrier, I think. Stereotype. We only drink whiskey in the frontier. That's smoking for some reason. It's fire whiskey. I drink fire whiskey and it does not smoke. It's from the uh, Orientals. Ah! Okay, I'm Orientals. Well, I mean, you only stuck to ales and, and whiskey back then because you didn't drink the water. You just you couldn't. So Seamus McFly already has an issue with Mad Dog. Well, the Tannins have issues have issues with McFly. They've been bullying him their whole like the families have grown parallel to one another, and they just been bullies and bullies. When was the uh, Hat, Hatfield and McCoy uh, feud? Honestly, I don't know. Like I can look it up. I think it was the, I think it was um, Civil War era. I do believe, but that was like, that was a generational thing, right? They went, I think, I don't know, when you mentioned the two. 1863 to 1891. Wow. Jeez. So this could almost be like a parallel to that. It could be. History already repeating itself with this, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that happened when Coy's said was in uh, Virginia and Kentucky. So, I mean, Old West, that's basically the same thing because they're rednecks and, you know, right. didn't have running water back then. He doesn't like the name Mad Dog, by the way, guys. Doesn't like it. <laughs> Nobody calls me Mad Dog. Nobody. He's got a pretty cool mustache, I'm not going to lie. He's yeah. a good Wild West-like <laughs> cowboy, isn't he? He's a very good bandit. Is he just, he's moonwalking? Yep, moonwalking. They have him moonwalking. And he also sings Billy Jean right now. It's he's like sings. he's walking forward, but he's going backward. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. And then the spittoon. Ugh. So... Let me ask you this question. Is Buford justified? That yeah. That is an attack on his person. He is just at this point defending himself. In, 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 the, in Wild West terms? Yes. Yeah. Buford, okay. Buford though, instigated. And we all know I know about instigation, right, fellas? <laughs> no. I, I feel like Marty deserves to be drugged through town. Really? I, I do. Like, it, it, he was just simply having fun at Marty's expense. 
then Marty physically assaulted yeah. Buford Tannen with that spittoon, and he 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 this, was he, he was he probably is not going to bathe for another two weeks. Right. This is a time where simply messing with another man's horse you were hanged for. They still should be. Do you have horses? Like horse thieves, I think, if I remember right, horse thieves were hung immediately. Immediately. Right, because you were messing with a man. That was that was the, that was his livelihood. That was That's the way to get to work. That's how he transported his goods, his mares. Production had to stop for one week after this scene, folks, because they actually do hang Michael J. Fox accidentally. Really? Yep, yeah, that was an accident. Well, as soon as he goes up and he turns blue, that's him turning blue. Wow. He's being hung right there. In real life. And he blacked out. Huh. He went to the hospital. You can tell. I mean, look at that. I, that, that doesn't. That looks pretty real. Of course, Doc Brown has a. It will shoot the fleas off a dog's back. Is Billy Zane in this one? Is one of those guys Billy Zane? I don't know, so I'm asking. I I was I was I was really mad that one of the guys in the gang did not have the 3D glasses. No, I don't have glasses. No, that's a shame. Because remember, the guy in the first one had the 3D glasses, and then in the sequel, when he had the rich 3D glasses, mm -hmm. right? He should have something like Some, the very the, like the, the at least early an eye patch or something. Yeah. Right. The early form of like spectacles or eyeglasses. <laughs> Excuse me, that was really rude. I should have covered. My... I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize to the fan. Wait a minute. He just said eighty dollars for a shoe. For a horse. Yeah, yeah, I know, but horse. That's a lot of money for 1885. Well, he had to kill the horse. Buford had to kill the horse, so he he feels justified. Yeah. Because. Since Doc Brown messed up the shoe, yeah. putting the shoe on the horse, it, I'm assuming it broke the leg or something, and he had to shoot it. Yeah. So he owes him the money for the horse. I'm just saying, though, 80 bucks is a lot of money in 1885. That's like a million dollars. I wouldn't go that far. Not quite. <laughs> That's probably, it's probably a thousand or something. A lot of money. Does this ever go into where Buford lives? No. He lives... He just shows up to town? No, Buford lives on the frontier. He lives on the land. Okay. Oh, he doesn't, like, have a homestead? There's a there's a scene where he's out there just chilling. Okay. So I, that's what my assumption is. Okay. It could be... Could, could be wrong. So... So, if I can understand this properly, the, the parallels of the... Tannen McFly uh, maturation, I guess. I guess how we say it. The Tannins are always down and out, out on their luck people. Yep. And the the McFlies are always the ones that can overcome the obstacles. And they do they, they do, do the McFlies always overcome? Because in the first movie they did not overcome shit. But Marty fixed it to where they did. Marty fixed it, but for so that reality, George. Um, was never a an underling to, to Biff at work as an adult. He was the success guy. Fair enough. So that history has been changed and set. Yes. And uh, the 2015 that existed with Marty being a uh, scapegoat, I guess, yeah. uh, put upon man at his job, that doesn't exist anymore, does it? Because they 
they, they changed, fixed that. Yes, they that changed doesn't the exist past, either. Yeah, so that, okay. that doesn't exist either. Yeah. So I mean, no, no, that does still exist. That still exists. 2015 Marty McFly being a loser job does exist until the end of the movie. Until this the movie. This movie. Because again, the second movie never should have existed. They should have not raced Flea like they're doing at the end of this movie. Franchise over. Okay. Oh, and that's the that's the building he's he's housing the DeLorean in Six Million Ways to Die in the West. This is the building too. Yeah. That's hilarious. This is a refrigerator, by the way, folks. It's a refrigerator, not an icebox? Well, he, he makes ice, so I just called it a refrigerator. Okay. Yeah, well, back back in the old... I mean, I don't know if they had them in the 1800s, but I know in the early 1900s um, they had ice boxes where it was like a setup sort of like a fridge, but you put the ice at the bottom. Like, there's this tray you pull out, and you can put ice blocks in there. Oh. Like, big ice blocks, and then it, it, it cools upward. Oh, really? Well, so you put it at the top, and it cools down. I just thought it was a refrigerator because of all that work for a couple ice cubes. One ice cube. And it's brown too. Hmm. That's why I thought it was brown. Oh, okay. But, I mean, if. That's why I don't think this movie should exist. It's just because at the end of this movie, spoiler alert, Marty's like, I already know when I race Flea, my whole family's going to be fucked in 2015. So at the end of this movie, I'm not going to race Flea when he asks me to. 2015 is completely averted at that point. Does he call him chicken? I think he does call him chicken. That's when he overcomes. There we go. There we go. That's when the McFly's always overcome. Yeah. Specifically Martin McFly. But the tannins are always put upon, and they buckle under the pressure. They do. I think that's the difference. It's a it's a, juxta, a juxtaposition. You're always contrasting the the hero with the villain. You know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what is it? Uh, the villain's always the mirror image of the hero. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So now they have figured out that the DeLorean will not be able to run on gasoline. There's no such thing. And plus, there's a hole in the gas tank. So now they're trying to figure out ways of actually getting back to. Uh, 1985 because Doc Brown of course does not want to be killed on Monday. So the horses fastest it will go was 24 miles an hour so now they're putting in whiskey in the gas tank. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if whiskey will work. So the horse Form of alcohol it'll create a spark. Well especially with it uh... oh, oh well it created a spark alright. <laughs> Something blew off. Oh hi. If she wants down, you guys can just put her on the floor. I don't know if that's what she's aiming for. We'll get down? I don't know. No, it looks like she just wants to warm. She okay. just wants to cuddle. Oh, yeah. Um, we're officially getting our dog. The dogs were born uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so our new, our new puppy will be here in six weeks. Oh, I bet nice. she will not love that. She, anyway. she is very aloof. She She's my dog, Lily, for those people. She's 15 years old. So she's pretty much on, uh, like, I don't give a fuck territory at this point. <laughs> Cute. So we got two days, and they don't know how in the hell to get back to 1985 because Doc Brown doesn't want to get killed. They got it figured out. And all of a sudden, he hears the locomotive. So, okay, I have a question. 
Would Doc Brown, his whole speech is, you can't alter history, you know, and all that stuff. But, um, if him dying is, a, like, in, in 1885 is kind of a fixed point for 1885, if he decides to leave early, isn't that altering history? Is. Isn't that going back on his whole speech he gave to Marty about the, the different timelines? Yes, because yeah. the ravine that they go over at the end of this movie was called a different ravine in, in 1985. But well, since they altered the timeline when they saved Clara, it's now called... I'm sorry, no. It was called the Clayton Ravine because a woman named Clara Clayton lost control of her coach and they went over the ledge and she got killed. Okay. In 1985, they call it the Clint Eastwood Ravine. Oh, that's fun. So that right there is another thing that proves your point. That he just completely contradicts himself all the freaking time. The Hilldale Housing Development. Yeah, Hilldale. That's where. Yeah, that's where he lived in the future. Yeah. So that's where Hilldale is. Is over there somewhere. <laughs> that's that's strange because the uh, it was kind of a straight shot to Hill Hilldale, wasn't it? In the first one. We or? don't know. We never saw it. Oh, I know. That's Lions Estates. I'm thinking yeah. of Lions Estates. Yeah. So it Show says. Nash. So it's, yeah, so it's Shonash Ravine Bridge. And then when that woman who Doc Brown falls in love with, Clara, she's supposed to fall off of this and, got, and, and die. Okay. And then in 1985, it's the Clayton Ravine. Okay. But then when they alter the timeline, when Doc Brown says, don't alter it, and they alter it anyway, it's the Clint Eastwood Ravine. Right. And here comes Clara. The, just like Yoko, breaking up the band. Now I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever been attracted to Mary Steen Virgin? I've always been a fan of Mary Steen Virgin. Not at all. She can't act herself out of a paper bag. Can't act herself out of a paper bag. Have you seen... Um, she she plays a small role in a very good movie called What's Eating Robert Grape. Yes. She's very good in that movie. I don't like her. You don't like her in that I've movie? I don't like her. This is the first movie I've seen her in, and I've hated her ever since. Oh, because it's specifically this one? Yeah. Because she breaks up the band. She she is Yoko Ono. She she destroys the franchise. Okay. She, <laughs> she is, destroys the franchise. She destroys the franchise. Wow. Can you give us specifics? Like, what what is, what's the biggest problem you have with Mary Steen Virgin in this film? Uh, is it specifically her or the character of It's, uh, it's the character. It's the okay. character. I feel that the actress is giving shit, and she does what she does. But having Doc Brown have a love interest is just worthless. I mean, love interests are not even a part of this franchise. Marty had a, had it a little bit in the first movie, forgot about it in the second movie. In this movie, she doesn't even exist. The third, you know, uh, Marty's girlfriend. She's still on the porch in the alternate universe of 1985 when Trump ruled everything. So you you, you like her as an actor, though? That's I, just, I just don't like, I, I mean, sure. I guess if we're going to split hairs, fine. But every time I see her in a movie, I'm just like... Man, you're the God. Fuck you, Yoko. Wow. You know, like it's just because Doc Brown should not. Well, I mean, be... she doesn't split up the party in Step Brothers. Yeah, she kind of does. No, when she divorces really. the guy, when she divorces the guy, you know, and then and then she breaks up the band. She breaks up Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Do they get divorced in that movie? I know. Uh, they go on a break. Whatever. Oh, okay. But it's like Doc Brown having a love interest. It just doesn't make sense for the franchise. But it's a way to give um, both Marty and the Doc a happy ending separately. 
But do, but, but do they need to have a happy ending with a chick? Can they just have an happy ending with saying, well, we're back to the 1985 since the first movie. We're good now. Everything is fine. Your parents are rich. I'm not crazy. Biff is a bitch. You know, like, like do we do we have to have love interest? And do we have to have kids? Because he has, like, six kids in this movie. And it's just like... Oh, there's that one weird one that kind of grabs his junk at the end. That looks yeah. just like him. <laughs> you remember that, huh? Yeah. So it's just like, does... It is, it is out of his character to be infatuated with a woman. He's well, all about his science and his work. I don't, we've, never I don't, given, we've never had an instance where he had the opportunity to have right. to fall in love with a woman. Exactly. There's never been a moment where we've studied his character as a whole to be you know, infatuated. Cause we, he's never had that opportunity. Because technically, we really only see the doc through Marty's eyes. And okay. that's how Marty sees him as this guy who's obsessed with science and these little experiments he does, these but, little inventions he builds. But as the third movie, we should not be introducing a whole new side of him. But why not? Because the third movie, since since you know, because this came out in 1990 and it's 2018, this has been 28 years, fellas. There's not been another Back to the Future movie. Clearly, this is the end of the trilogy, right? If you're going to conclude it. Just conclude all loose ends. Don't don't introduce new problems or new situations or new characters. Well, actually, there was an animated series that followed the adventures of Doc Brown and his family. I heard that there was. was and there's was a game that, series. Was, was, was that good, the animated series? I've never seen it. There's an episodic game series as well. Oh, like the Telltale games? Yeah. Oh, was those good? Uh, I hear they're okay. Okay. and that is. But, I mean, I also... And this isn't me being crass at all. I, I also... I thoroughly believe that you know universal had in plan to do a reboot but they weren't anticipating the parkinson's disease i don't think they were going to do a reboot with him i guarantee they had it in, I, oh yeah, it was in it was in their it was in their rule book do you think they had an intention with the ghostbusters too absolutely everything is always up for up for grabs especially yeah, but- now yeah, but they completely yeah, but they completely redo like they did with the Ghostbusters all nowadays. I mean, like they completely have a whole. Well, they new... tried for I think almost twenty years to make a third Ghostbusters. That just Dan Aykroyd wanted too much money for it. Right. So I think at one point in the early two thousands, he gave, he turned in a script with a budget breakdown, or like it was like a budget for three hundred million dollars or something. Dan Aykroyd was always like that weird kind of I don't know like nail. Like wedge between, like, because Harold Ramis and Bill Murray were always on board to try and get it done. Because hmm. I think, because I think the story was they had um, Dan Aykroyd wrote the script uh, for the third one by himself, and he took two years to write it, and he turned in a for uh, a final draft that was like five hundred pages long or something like that, <laughs> and just this long rambling story about aliens in New York or something like that. I heard that 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 that, that story that we can end it on this. Uh, I heard that the story was that Bill Murray was gonna get killed in the beginning, and they were gonna hunt him. That'd be pretty fun. I'd yeah. actually be interested in that. Okay. But I mean, I I feel the same way with Back to the Future. I'm not. I, I guarantee that it was in Universal's arsenal. But I mean, like again, it's one of those franchises. Like, it's weird to have Back to the Future without. You know, without Michael J. Fox. Yeah, they'll never... Uh, they can't say never, but they may, may. Maybe they thought... Okay, so it says to be concluded, right? At the end of the second one, part yeah. two, it says to be concluded, and then they have the trailer for part three. Yeah. Um, maybe they assumed... They thought that um, this the conclusion of, uh, in part three is Marty's story. 
And then at the end of part three, they have Doc and his wife and his family that just springs up out of nowhere go off into a different time, you know? Maybe, because... And because so they, maybe they yeah. thought the next movies could follow them. Because right. because in this movie, you know how the last movie had said to be concluded? Mm-hmm. Then this movie says, the end, exclamation point. Okay. So that's it's why... It's the end of Marty's story. It's not the end of the Doc's story. And, like, um, maybe they maybe what, what turned out to be the animated series is what their original idea for the next trilogy was going to be, but since the um, box office dropped off precipitously between each of these films... They were like, maybe okay. it's not worth it. The investment might not be worth it. So it would, it would almost be looked at as the reversed uh, Batman series, whereas Batman the Animated Series was created off of the movies. Maybe Back to the Future Animated Series would spark a new kind of, maybe a new trilogy of live-action movies. Maybe. Well, I, mean, I was saying, like, the, the concept behind the Animated Series is what right. they originally wanted to do. But since they were like, well, wait, the return on investment doesn't seem that good, so we'll just put we'll put it on TV, like make it into a cartoon, put it on TV. We'll probably make more money that way. Right. Okay. Because like I'm gonna look up the box office for each of these. So I think because I think this one barely made ninety million or barely made a hundred, if I'm correct. And uh, this was 1990. Michael J. Fox was diagnosed with Parkinson's in what 95, 96. Uh, somewhere on there. It was, uh, he got diagnosed shortly into the run of Spin City, which I think was 96. So this, he's only five years away from completely having his life changed. So this was my birth year, huh? Yeah, so yeah. Back to the yeah. Future, Back to the Future, the first one makes, uh, $210 million. In 1985? Yeah. Oof. Uh, that's, that's That's less, Marvel money. That's less than, um, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop made the year before. Um... Back to the Future Part Two in '89 makes 118 million. So that dropped. that's almost 100 million less. Yeah. And then this one made only 87 million. Oh yeah, they were done. They weren't gonna make another one. Cause like okay, so the opening weekend for Back to the Future Part Two, huge anticipation for 27.8 million, which back then is is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one only a year later, six months later, uh, in 19 million dollars. In, in more theaters. Right. Tanked. Nobody cared because the second one was that bad. So the clock towers is is erected, and they're going to have the face of the clock there, which is the original still face. Why Why is the clock tower a character? Because it's... That's funny. It's, they're setting off fireworks off of the wood <laughs> that is the building. That's funny. So why is the clock tower a character? Just because they needed the clock tower to take them back to 1985? Is that it's, why it's a character? It's just an important landmark to the town. It's kind of a way to ground you in this world. Yeah. That's the picture that Marty just found at the beginning of the movie, and now he's standing in front of it with Doc. Yep. So now right there, they just changed history. They just changed history. By the way, the guitarist, ZZ Top. Yeah. There's a, an original song that said at the beginning about ZZ Top. Yep. A fun fact about ZZ Top, the dude in the middle there with the drums doesn't have a beard. Yeah. His last name's Beard. Interesting. Yeah. It's just, uh... The only member of ZZ Top that doesn't have a beard, <laughs> his last name is Beard. It did his grew with their long beards just because, right? It probably is because they wanted them. Fair enough. They were the, the country rock and roll, you know? Yeah. So we knew uh, that Marty wanted to shoot because he shot in the video game in the second movie. Now he's going to shoot again in this one. Clara, not looking hot. <laughs> this is a, she's she, not a prostitute. She's this Yoko. Is... She's breaking up the band, man. See, I've always, I've always had an attraction to Mary Steenburgen. I don't know what it is because she's 
upset. Because, like, I saw her in What's Eating Girl of a Grape, and she's, like, I think in her late 30s, early 40s in that movie. So I've only ever known her as, as uh, quote-unquote, mature. Cougar. Cougar. Oh, my yeah. God. She looks old. Here. 1990. I also think she's a very wonderful actress. She may be, but very she just, she just ruined it for me. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I just, she just, she's fine Step Brothers because that movie, actually that movie, Step Brothers is borderline perfect. But, uh, she's just, uh, Doc Brown and a love interest, it's yuck. Let's get out of the 1885. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of 1885. Let's go to Do you, do you like 2155. Let's go. Do you imagine, like, Doc Brown putting his dick in her? Is that why you're disgusted by it? It just, it, I hear what you guys said earlier about, oh, you know, he hasn't had much of a character development. But from what I've seen in the past two movies, he's just the goofy Doc. That's all I need to know about him. And to have him fall in love, and then and Marty well, says just the right Doc. Right Right, but that's important. Because is Marty is discovering more. Like, we're... These movies were always right there, side by side with Marty, right? As you said earlier. So in that instance, when Marty says the Doc can dance, like it, that's opening up, you know, character development for us as well. Like the Doc is more than just calculation. I guess, but maybe that's something you should do for the second movie. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, but when they made when they made the second one, they were also planning on having a third one too. Yeah, you're so right. So they're just saving all that for this one because the right. second one is basically Marty redoing the first one. And advancing Marty a little more, not so much Doc. Of course, Doc is the guiding voice. It's like Doc is the guiding voice of the second one. I think in this one, Marty's kind of the guiding voice. Like we got to get out of here, you know, because Doc wants to stay for the Poontang. Who who doesn't? Poontang. It gets the best of us. Poontang ruins it for everybody. It's the reason why I got my Red Wings. <sighs> okay. Red. What? Red Wings? Yeah, Red Wings. As in the hockey team? No, as in you fuck her without a condom on her, period. Oh, okay. There's this... Okay, so I'm going to tell a funny joke. It's from this this script I read. Um, uh, it's called... I think it's the F word. I think it, I think that's what it was. Or it was Free Pass? Something like that. Um, and this guy, the whole storyline is this... this uh, his girlfriend... Uh, he wants to propose to her, but like, he's not sure because she's, she's the only girl he's ever had sex with and all this stuff. Um, so he goes on these misadventures to get laid and stuff. And there's this one where he goes to, he gets recommended by his friend to go to a, uh, like a book club at this library. Mm-hmm. And cause he said it's a good way to pick up chicks. And so when you get in there, you, you have to write your favorite book down on the name tag. Okay. And he gets this, he meets this girl, um, and her name tag says, uh, red badge of courage. Okay. And so like. Um, and, and so they hit it off and stuff. He goes back to her parents' home because she's 19 in college and stuff. And so uh, they're getting down to business. And in the script, it describes the squish when he sticks his face in between her legs to start eating her out. And, like, he pulls away because he was, like, he was, like, unexpected. <laughs> and so uh, he goes to the bathroom because he's kind of, you know, disgusted by it because, he, like, he's not used to that sort of thing. And... Uh, he sees that there's blood all over his face, and she's like, and he gets freaked out. And she's like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, my name tag said Red Badge of Courage. You knew what you were getting into." <laughs> I like that. You laugh at that joke, but you don't laugh at bird wings. Okay. You want the next ride? 
was it next to Ryan? No, 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 go ahead. No, no, please. I've please. never heard of that reference. Well, no, please, 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 please. He tells you the same damn joke. It's a longer version. He was the next one. Go ahead. We're going to go to a movie together. Are you guys the next to Ryan or me? I'm just curious. Wow. I'm just curious. You want to air this dirty, dirty laundry for the I'm for the just audience. fucking curious. First, it's the sly comments. Oh, I know you guys talk on the messenger without me. <laughs> now it's this. What? No, I don't say that. You uh, said Red Wings. My, my, what am I supposed to think? I don't. I've never heard of that reference. I automatically go to the hockey team. <laughs> what do you think they're called, the Red Wings? Not for that reason. <laughs> you cocksucker. Oh, we're doing the cocksucker names. <sighs> Fuck Doc Brown and this fucking Clara. Is that, is that going to be your like, comments the rest of the movie? You are a critic. So I, mean, <laughs> I think that is the, the critic rule of thumb. That's funny. So he's supposed to give up all of his guns and everything, and he has a small little pea shooter. Where's the Seriously, where is the villain with an eye patch? So we know that's the 3D guy. They dropped the ball on this one. They did. This, this movie sucks. This, this, was made, this is solely made for monetary reasons, and, and no. they don't care... To uh, have the look, they don't pay attention to the details anymore. No, they don't. They just, they just, they just want to make a nineteen million dollar movie. That's it. There's like we gotta, we got six months to get this out, guys. Let's, yeah. then we gotta go. Come on, we gotta go. Yeah, I, go. I can't believe the return time of that. It's six months. Yeah. That's insane. Well, they didn't film it in six months. They filmed it back to back with the second movie. Well, still, but I mean, like even then, like the same thing was done with Lord of the Rings, but even then, it was a year apart. You're right. And the funny thing is, is that these, I mean, like, look at, look at the guy who plays Biff. Doesn't even look like Biff, does it? I mean, it just, it looks like him a little bit, but I think, I think Mad Dog is the greatest character in the third movie. It's, I mean, like, I think the actor had the most fun in this movie. I think the character was interesting. Like, I just really liked Mad Dog overall, in general, in this movie. And what's he going to do? And all of a sudden, Frisbee. That's how Frisbee got created. Is Marty a god? Yes. <laughs> that, that'd be a great paper to write. Yes, this is a thesis, a college thesis paper. <laughs> is ever, Marty McFly a, a god? Yeah. Because, did you guys see the quick little glimpse on that pan? For what? The, the pan he just threw? Well, no, they, they, he makes a point of when he picks up the pie, he goes, oh, hey, Frisbee. Yeah. Like, they did that. They, like, made yeah. it blatant. It wasn't like a, yeah. and a he, sly little thing. And he threw the Frisbee. Yeah. No, I'm saying, like, is he a god because yeah. he's, like, great at everything? Mm -hmm. It's very weird. So, you remember how you said earlier, oh, they call him Chicken? Yeah. That only happened in the first, in the, in the second movie. Remember, they have the second movie, right? In the first movie, right? No, they calls me Yellow. Now they call him Yellow. Because that's the old time here. That's how they used to talk in the old times. I'm just saying, though. The first movie, that character flaw was not in at all. The second movie, Chicken comes out of nowhere, and now it's yellow. You know what I mean? It's like, Marty be like, yellow? No. You call me Chicken, then I'm really pissed. I'm a little confused on the term yellow. Is that in response to... I, I always assumed it was like an oriental, like the Chinese that came. Okay, I figured that as well. I have no idea. That's just right. what I assumed. Well, you don't say yellow. You say yellow. Yellow. That's, that's just a twang, though. That's just, you're just Yellow. Putting, you're just putting twang on it. That's all it is. I like the yellow. Okay. I like that. It's, it's It sounds better <laughs> off the tongue than yellow. You know, yellow is like yellow. 
But you got yellow. I like that. I'm going to bring that back. Is the marshal the principal? I think he is. Because he just said it was son. It's all about discipline, son. Discipline. Yeah. That is the goddamn principal. Yeah. Of course, the fucking high school principal is the fucking sheriff. Really? This is like this is like uh, um, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where like everything revolves around the Parkers. Everything's fucking connected for some reason. Oh my god! The fucking principal is the fucking marshal. But these probably gotta be like some of the like part two and part three have to be some of the easiest movies to write. Like I, gra I mean, granted, there's a lot of expectations just on like on paper when you look at them. Like you just take the the memorable parts from the first one just keep repeating them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just and, fill in the blanks. And this movie, you get them early. Yeah. Excuse me. Watch out for my fanny. <gasps> but I do want, I, I do think it's strange that the, both of these families, the McFly's and the Tannins, are so important to the beginnings of this town, yet we never hear about that. Yeah, I can see what you mean there. Now, uh, Tannen, that's... That is the last name of Biff, right? Yeah, he's Biff Tannen. Biff Griff. So in in this reality, do you think that since they they know Clint Eastwood, he's Clint Eastwood. Mm -hmm. Hill Valley has a Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is famous for whatever town he's from, or he like became mayor of in California. In this reality, do you think people thought that he was related to this Clint Eastwood? Ah, <laughs> uh. like or if in that reality. Clint Eastwood's not Clint Eastwood's real name. That's right. just a stage name that he picked up. And so he, uh, you know, like, is this, what's the story, what's the significance, Mr. Anderson, behind the name Clint Eastwood? He goes, oh, there was this man back in the founding of my, my hometown where he, he, he stood up for himself. That's, that's heroic. That's American. Right. It's interesting. That's why Maury's a god. By the way, I thought about this. You know how uh, <laughs> you know how you guys were saying that you had uh, Biff, Griff, you know, all the kind of names went together? Buford. Buford. Uh, um, Biff's son, who we never know, his name's Donald. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah. Is that why you went to the toilet? No, I wanted to go pee. I just made that Donald name up. Because Trump? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mic drop. But you think it would start with like a, 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 either a B or end with an A? No, I just made it up. So you guys were not talking about Marty ruling the world at that point when I came back? No, we were talking about Clint Eastwood and if in this reality, oh. um, if that's his real name and if people associated him with that and, and stuff. Well, yeah, because, but no, but that actually goes with the fact that Marty is God, right? Because, you know, Clint Eastwood is the God to Western movies, right? Yeah, I mean, he is like the, the one you think of. Clint Eastwood, John Wayne? Yeah. So, we should have been in John Wayne in this movie. The doc should have called himself John Wayne <laughs> instead of Emmett. Which, this is the first time that you know that Doc Brown's name is actually Emmett. Is it? 
Say that again? Is this the first time we know the Doc Brown's name is Emmett? No. 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 Um, no. It's revealed that the in the first one. Okay. I do believe when he. Shit. When they talk about him dying, not dying, he bumps his head or some shit. All right. Falls off the toilet when he was hanging on a clock, and that's when we get the idea for the flux capacitor. I've only seen that movie a hundred times. So now he has a love affair with uh, Carla, and they're kissing. <laughs> and you're, you, you hate it, because you, you don't want Doc Brown to... You feel like he has... She's a terrible influence. Yeah. He's only going to he's only gonna get into drugs, uh, opiates, opium. None of them. I just time. No, but your first statement was right. She's a terrible influence, because at the end of the movie, we're going to see a lot of bullshit. That's all because of her. Damsel in distress. Typical woman just pissing over the guy's parade. Everything was fine before she had to fling around her vagina. It's ridiculous what you would do for a pair of boobs. So what if Marty, instead of Doc Brown, what if Marty found a love in 1885? Yeah. Would you have the same feelings that you do about about that, Clara? One, Marty then would be a cheater. Okay. And two, I would because he's supposed to only have his heart for what's-her-face. Thanks, Jenna. Jennifer? Jenna? Jennifer? Jenny. Gen- Jennifer. He's always supposed to love Jennifer. Okay. But, okay, so you you would still think she's a... What if it was played by the same girl, uh, Elizabeth Shue? Well, no, no. Elizabeth Shue wouldn't be good. You have to have the woman that's playing Jennifer. Because that makes sense in this in this, in this well, no, movie. No, franchise. Elizabeth Shue is the woman that plays his girlfriend. No. Uh, no, no, no. You're talking about the first movie? Because it's the same character. Eliz- oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Elizabeth Shue plays his girlfriend in the second movie because the first Thank woman you. Yes. quit acting. You're right. I'm sorry. So yes, if- Elizabeth Shue has to play his girlfriend in the third movie if she has to. So if he falls in love with Clara and she's played by Elizabeth Shue, you would be fine with that? Well, yeah, because like- it makes sense for him. But okay. not for the doc. Okay. Not be- for the doc. That would be kind of strange, too, because if he ended up getting that Clara pregnant, yeah. he would be essentially banging his far-removed cousin. Well, that's what we all do anyway if you guys believe in religion. Adam and Eve. I know, but like the connection is so tenuous at that point. Nah, it's like you're stretching it so thin. I don't know. It still happened, though. How, how do you propagate the species if, if you, you can't fuck anyone because you're related to them? Hey, you know what? I'm just telling you. Right. Is he still on about this Clara? Yeah. I will be on for the whole fucking <laughs> show. I hate Clara. She broke up the band. It's uh, because of her there's no part four. I don't think that, I don't think that's true at all. Oh, well, my opinion. I think the reasons I spelled out earlier. Are no, those those are those the, those are the logical real reasons. But in Jordan Head. Jordan Head. Jordan Head. <laughs> in Jordan Head, thoughts come fast. Yes, Jordan does not get head. Anyway, look here lies dead. Jesus. What? You're on a different tangent now. <laughs> what do you mean? You're on a you're on your own time frame. You, you're, yes. you're, you are Back to the Future t- uh, Part 3. Why? Why can I Why can I speak what's on my mind? I've done that for the past... The next doesn't relate year. to the movie. Some stuff we've talked about in other episodes have not related to the movie. Good God. Do you know... I'm going to blow your mind. All I'm right. going to blow your mind right now. Mine's going to be blown. Okay. January of 19. Okay. You and I, not All Brian, right. but you and I, will officially be podcasting for 10 years. Okay. A decade. So I've done a lot of shit talking in a decade. Now let me be me. I'm not trying to control you. And I want to watch Clara break up the band. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, what does the flower that he has on his lapel represent? It it, it just says the name Clara at the bottom of it. Okay. He just wants to. That's his. That's 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 his way of telling everybody that he's courting Clara. Oh, okay. I he's, wish a, they, he's a respectable man. Yes, I kind of wish they do that now too. If you want to court this young lady, you have to wear a flower on your lapel. Do you expect Riley's first boyfriend to do that? I expect Riley's boyfriend to do a lot for me, okay. a lot, okay. a lot. Are you are you gonna try to, are you gonna try to do that scene from Bad Boys Two? No, because that scene's been played out. I'm I'm not a fan of Bad Boys Two or Michael Bay, so I'm not gonna play. Hmm. I'm, I'm planning on calling Brother Brandon over. Brother Brandon's going to be in Florida soaking up the sun. You're on your own. Good luck. I smell toast. I try to stay out of other people's affairs. <laughs> <laughs> if it's my baby girl, I'm not staying out of it. Uh, see, look at right there. Marty. See, Marty's turning to the doc, right? Because Marty's always been the, hey, doc, let's get the sports almanac. Hey, Doc, let's do this. Hey, Doc, let's do that. And Doc's like, no, we don't belong here, Marty. You can't change You can't change history. You'll alter yeah. the future. And yeah, that's what I asked earlier about. Yeah. Doc Brown's a fucking hypocrite. He is a fucking hypocrite. Motherfucker. It's like, I, get, but, I mean, it makes sense, though. Because, like, in Terminator 2, the villain from Terminator is now the good guy. So you kind of switch the rules here. Mm. Yeah, but that was done well. I'm not talking about quality wise. I'm talking about it's the same concept. Yeah, all right, fair enough. And then tonight, and a, a year it's later, like Terminator Two comes out. Like Transformers is kind of the same same uh, mm-hmm. concept as Voltron, kind of, but not the same thing. Quality, you know. I would good. I would go more with GoBots. GoBots. I've never seen any of those. <laughs> it's like Power Rangers and uh, Beetleborgs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard yeah, of Beetleborg yeah. too. Pokemon and Digimon. Digimon. Did yeah. Digimon was always the worst, wasn't it? Uh, I, the thing I remember about Digimon is that all of their Digimons, the name ended with Mon. At least yeah. the generation I know of. <laughs> I always thought Pokemon had that advantage of creativity. Yeah. Yeah, now they have sticks as Pokemon. They're, they got like 900 Pokemon now or some shit. Yeah, my wife still plays that game and she's on Generation 3 and there's literally a fucking stick. <laughs> oh, are you talking about a little tree thing? It's a fucking stick, dude. They have, they have, um... You know, you've never put googly eyes on a stick and called it by, you know, a I'm, personal name? I stick never, Stickly? Uh, we talked stick, about Stick Stickly. Stick was a popsicle stick, sir. Same Not a stuff. stick. You've, a never been, you've never stick. been that lonely, Jordan? No, I've never been that lonely when I went out to the woods and went, Huh, here's a stick. I'm gonna make a million dollars off it and call it a Pokemon. Well, they have, they have, uh, I can't remember what, what generation it is, but they're literally, like, five Pokemon, they're just random shapes. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. random shapes. So, back to Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. See, that's my point. That's why this one's bad, because we're not as intrigued in this one as we were with the past two movies. And then Doc, and then Marty finally convinced Doc Brown, hey, we need to, you know... Like, not fuck around with Yoko, and we need to get the fuck back. Well, I, still, I don't think for this one they have enough story to, 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 to sustain the film. No, it's boring. It's very Cause boring. Because it, it's a... See, like, granted, all... Um, the Like, 95% of these classics follow a formula. There are certain things that you have to have to make... Generally, to become a classic. Uh, or a movie worth remembering. And so... They want to emulate the first one, which has all those hallmarks. Yep. But they don't have the story to surround it. 
They don't. They got one good comedic scene, and that's when Doc Brown is passed out from taking one shot of whiskey because he doesn't drink and he's a lightweight. <laughs> and they try everything they can to wake him up. That's it. That's the only funny part. In my opinion, I haven't giggled in this. Well, maybe these movies, maybe maybe these movies aren't necessarily supposed to be funny. The first one was very funny. Well, I'm saying like necessarily they're not. They're not necessarily because they're more they're more action adventure flicks than they are comedy. I thought the first one was meant to be a little bit of a comedy too. Well, it's it's family entertainment, so there's gonna be lightness and jokes. And was stuff. it family entertainment? There's some some pretty hardcore shit in that movie. The '80s were. Like, we were talking like about E.T. E.T.'s family entertainment. And that's like that. Like I still get teary eyed because it gets really fucking sad and dark. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you'll get teary-eyed with Bambi too, right? When they stop drawing the deer. I don't think I've... I haven't seen Bambi in a long time. <laughs> they stop drawing the deer. It's a sad moment when they stop drawing the deer. Jeez. So he is going to... Right now, Doc Brown's like, Hey, Clara, guess what? You're Yoko. I, have to, I just have to leave before you, before you break up the band. And she's like, No, Emmett. Don't do that. You're going to make Revolver. It's a good album. And he's like, after Revolver, though, we're going to suck. And she's like, no, you're not. You're still going to make some good art. He's like, no, I am the walrus. Cuckoo, kachoo. Peace out, Yoko. That's what he's saying right now. That was all Beatles right there. Who Whose album is John Lennon? Is that Revolver? No, Revolver's Beatles. Revolver's is the Beatles album? Yeah. Like their last album? One of their last. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, John Lennon goes, "I am the walrus, cuckoo, kachoo." Oh. So actually, what happened is that Emmett told Yoko that he is a time traveler, and he's going back to 1985, and she's like, "Okay, just break up with me. Don't be a dick." Which, come to think about it, if you were going to break up with a girlfriend. Shouldn't you just have said that in real life? But he's not. He's not brave. He he wants. He loves her. I know. He wants to be honest with her. Yeah, but clearly he clearly she thinks he's an idiot, which is why you would want to do that if you want to break up with a chick to say that you're a time traveler. I have to say I like the comparison between him and I. Jules Verne has been mentioned quite a bit in this movie already, and Jules Verne is the most notorious uh, adventure novelist. So like I don't know. To me like. I've always liked that comparison because Jules Verne's stories, like if you're aware, you know, of no. course, like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, okay, that guy. Uh, the Mysterious Island, Around the World in Eighty Days. Journey to the Center of the Earth, I do believe. Right. That just mentioned at the beginning of the movie. It's all about mind. exploration. It's all about how do you take yourself further to a point, and further yourself and your knowledge, and so I mean, I think I've, I've so far, that's what I've grasped more to this movie than anything. I like the, the comparison between that more than what one or two did. If we're gonna, since we've been dogging on this movie since frame one, so I, I have to put in something at least I think I like. This is positive though. Doc Brown's like, I want a whiskey and Chester's like, you know what happened the last time we found you on the 4th of July when you drank whiskey? He's like, give me a whiskey. And the whole joke is he's not gonna drink this at all. Until the last couple of scenes. He's just gonna hold it like that. All night. That's a classic joke, though. That That's happened in many things, like having a, a beer or a drink in your hand and going to take a sip, but then something interrupts you. Yep. That's true. He's selling barbed wire. Is his name Barb? I don't understand. 
understand the joke. I don't understand the question. No? Okay. Is Marty McFly sleeping with his hand on his ass? No? Okay. He did that in the first two movies. Oh, man, did I sleep? No, Marty, you just woke up. That was a gay line. <laughs> that was stupid <laughs> as hell. Like, oh, man, did I sleep? You just woke up. Like, wow. Okay. Well, maybe he, like, maybe it's one of those instances where he blinked and he wakes up, you know? Have you ever had those instances where you just blink and it's morning? Yeah, but I don't wake up and go, was I asleep? I've done that before. Like, Really? Yeah, I'll be sitting there watching TV or something, and I'll blink, and like it's a different thing on entirely. Like, what the fuck? All uh, right. I guess your asleep. wife fucked you that good. See? It's the more he's... What? What? You were saying some weird things. I don't know how. It's it's down the morning You've time. You've had one too many natties. It's not. I've not had enough. How many, uh, how many of that 15-pack you drank since you've been here? Uh, this is only my third one. Only? Okay. Uh, he I had, guess since it is piss water, it's going to go down smoother. Yep, yep, yep. Making fun of Jordan. Classic. Anyway, he hasn't, hasn't, hasn't drank his whiskey yet. It's been the morning time. Stable. Horse. I mean, I just, I, I feel like with this one, there's not a, like... I don't think there's an, uh, uh, enough to, to stay focused solely on this film. That's a very valid content. point. Very valid point. The story's dry. Yeah. Like the sand in the, in the street, right? <laughs> that, that's sand. dirt. It's not sand. Oh. Um, what is going on right now? Do you know where you are? I'm wondering where you are. I'm, I'm watching Back to Future 3 with my best friend Ryan and brother Brandon. All right. He's gonna, he's gonna take a drink. He's gonna he's, he's gonna get drunk off a of one shot of whiskey. I can't wait for this. This is a funny scene, guys. This is a funny scene. This is a funny scene. <laughs> this is the only scene that you liked. Yep. It hits him and he's down. <laughs> Classic humor. That's it. I'll admit that's a pretty good pratfall. I liked that. That was good. The he's table just... was added. That was a nice added effect. How many did he have? Just the one. <laughs> That's just fun. And if, I'm, I still can't get over the fact that Michael J. Fox no longer looks like a teenager. It's very distracting. And clo like when they do close-ups like that, it's just <laughs> like I like I'm supposed to buy in that he's 16, but I keep forgetting it when he's you know when he's, he's got the middle-aged bags under his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> he's clearly married with children at this point. This is in, in the timeline. I just think about it because of that. This is day two, guys, of the opening of the first movie. Uh huh. This is day two. Okay. What do you mean? Like to go on your, he looks like a guy married with children. You're right because this is supposed to be day two. Oh my God! What are they making? Something so disgusting that it wakes him up. Rewind a little bit. What are, What are you talking about? Well, about when 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 uh, best friend Ryan was saying how we do close ups. And and Michael J. Fox does not look like a teenager anymore. That's right, because like in the in the first movie he did look younger, but in the world of the movie, this is only day two, of, of the opening credits of the first movie. You see what I'm saying? So like, even, it's, it's but his even age. when you think it's about funny. it, it's funny. Even, even when you think about it, this Marty has traveled, like he's he's he from the first time we meet him at the beginning of the first movie, I think he's at most two weeks older. 
Okay. Because he, he was in 1955 for a week. Right. He was in the future uh, for uh, a couple hours. hours. Yeah. Back in 1955 for a couple hours, and now he's here for uh, three days? Yeah. Right. So at most, it's two weeks, and he looks like he's aged a lifetime. That's what we were saying. He looks like he's aged. No, I get that. You yeah. were... You were you were saying something weird. I couldn't understand what you were saying. Oh. Well, it's not unusual for me to say something weird. Like, I feel like that takes takes you out of the film as much as, like... The, not as much as Seamus. Like, how much this is dragging in this section. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. Bad. Bad. Bad script writing. That was terrible. Why? Because Seamus, Seamus, who has played Michael J. Fox, comes in and goes, for some reason, I feel like you have to be here. Like, my future depends on it. Okay. Franchise over with. <laughs> it's not Clara. It is Seamus, who is Yoko. You know what I mean? Like, just... So now we're going to drag on even more. To make this an hour and 59 minutes, we're going to have Doc take a sip of whiskey and be passed out drunk. Then we're going to have Marty, for the next 10 minutes... Go toe to toe with Mad Dog, and then for the next fifteen twenty minutes, we're gonna have them go on the train, and now it's gonna be the great train robbery. Like it's it's, it's just gonna drag and drag and drag. But they're gonna do the scene from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly with the uh, the chest plate. Yeah, the chest plate. Mm. Forfeit. I don't know what forfeit means. He gives up. No, the, he says it. Oh, he says it. He doesn't understand what four. He did really. I, I no. I honestly believe that you. You honestly know. did not mean. You did not know what <laughs> I meant honestly, forfeit, man. What the I fuck was wrong? I honestly believe that you didn't know the definition of forfeit. <laughs> wow. It's more. It's more than one syllable. I How I dumb was, do you think I fucking am? That's a deep discussion. I don't think we have time for. No excuses. <laughs> Just ridiculous. I mean, you drank what? That's that's what your eighth natural light. Third beer here. That's your third beer here. Yeah. Okay. I'll have one beer at home. This is four total. Okay. That's okay. It's okay. You think I'm dumb? It's okay. No, I thought the beer was like hitting you. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just noticed they had pickled eggs in this thing. I'm surprised at what the fuck that is. Uh, it's where they brine them in like sort of a salt bath, kind of a um, vinegar bath. And that, that pickles them. The eggs are hard boiled. And the Simpsons, they're purple. They're mostly purple in real life, too. You can get them at the store. Ah, no, I can't. So they're going to have a shootout. Another drag out scene. So I prefer Marty McFly in the 1950s Frontier Get Up than the Eastward Get Up. The pink? The pink outfit? Yeah, I actually like that better. I think that's funnier. Because it's supposed to be funny, right? Yeah, because it's like every time they Fish tell... Fish out of water. Every time they tell him to get uh, era-appropriate clothing, he doesn't do that. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so it's like I said, copying, pasting from yeah. the other movies. You guys don't think that the that, that the actor, which the name escapes me, that's playing Mad Dog, is is really good in this movie, right? I mean, he's... he's, he's I think he's good in all the movies. I think the last time I talked about how he has to embody three different character like almost radically in different the second characters. movie yeah. yeah yeah but is this in the third movie i just really think he has the most fun in this movie you know what i mean like he's dirty the mustache it's just everything about him just screams fun 
Oh, this is this is this is a Western film. There's guns being shot. Finally. Speaking of which, fans, if you have not seen the show, check it out. I just fell in love with it. Called Westworld. It's amazing. Oh yeah. I'm on the fourth episode. It's not what you think it is. My girl from 13's in that. Oh yeah. I, about. I first I first got into her because of 13. I, I saw 13 when I was in high school. And I was like, oh. Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, jeez. She would be better than Clara in this. She would be Clara. <laughs> so not a single store, which that's actually a mistake on their part. At least at least that one guy. Remember, remember in the first movie... Uh, that one store that's been around, but all those stores like porn shops. Okay. And then in the and then in the sequel, in 2015, that guy store still there. Okay. That store should be here. Should it? What was the store? It wasn't Bail Bonds. It was something. It was something. Oh, Bail Bonds are almost like it, Bail Bonds are tied in with bounty hunters. Still to this day, bounty hunters who go out. Uh, current day bounty hunters to go out and find people who've missed their court dates and stuff like that. Yeah. Same thing in the Wild West. Like, there was people who went out and hunted down bandits. Well, yeah, but we, we're, 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 we're trying to figure out the name of that store that's was that was relevant in all the movies, but this one. Did it have a name? That's why we were wondering if it was a Bail Bonds or not. I thought it was just Bail Bonds. I, I don't know. Oh. Uh, that's what we're trying to figure out, but I couldn't figure it out. Most store, most Bail Bonds, like, locations that I know of today just simply say Bail Bonds. I don't know if they have, like, an actual personal, like, name or anything like that. Oh, okay. Fucker still hurts. He's got a giant bruise on his... Yeah, I hit it with my elbow and I'm in pain right now. He's got a giant subdermal hematoma. I didn't understand what he just said, so I'm going to take that as an offense. Subdermal hematoma. It's like a bruise. It's where you got you got a blood spot on your skin. I got one there. Subdermal. Yeah. You like that, man? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that badass, bro? That's just where you, from your elbow? Well, no, I, I, I skid, uh, no, a box hit it two days ago. Oh, okay. Why did you think it was a fence? Oh, God. It's a joke from a movie where a character says, I understand those big words that you just said, so I'm going to take that as an offense. What movie is that? Fuck if I remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why bring it up? Because, hey, because, oh. Anyway, let's watch the shootout, boys. Let's watch the shootout. Let's watch the shootout. Yeah. You gotta watch the shootout. Man. You can't sit back. We won't hear you. I have nothing to say right now. Okay. We're gonna watch the shoot. Oh, Marty's dead. Marty's dead. Is he dead? So how does how does how does the um, build up in this version compare to the build up in uh, say the good, the bad, and the ugly, or the quick and the dead? This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. Okay. This this literally sucks. Uh, this is nothing compared to the others. This, you know, I, I I watched this one in November, and I was like, ah, it's fun. It's not that bad. I watched it again a few months later. It's not good. I think all I'm gonna watch in November is uh, the first one. That's really all I need to watch. Yeah. So at this point, do you think these people believe that Clint Eastwood's a god? 
apparently some sort of like they're gonna form some sort of cult cult of personality around. I don't him. think so because he put a because because he just revealed that he put a thing on his chest. I mean, I guess, but they he's the name the name behind the legend. So it's like uh, almost like Billy the Kid. Like, will he go down in history? And that's why movies are made now today of Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Which is why it gives this theory the actor wants to be called Clint Eastwood. Good yeah. job. Because, you know, like, he's taking care of the guy who is menacing their town. Right. Fellow manure again. I love it. Green manure. <laughs> that Fresh. Means, that, means, that means he ate a lot of grass. Like, one of my favorite moments in um, the Mighty Ducks franchise is when they... Uh, open the locker, the bully's locker, and the shit comes comes falling out. <laughs> That's funny. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen part three of Mighty Ducks in quite some time. I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen them since I was a kid. I do like the second one. I think the second one's the best. D two Mighty Ducks. D two the Mighty Ducks. He's gonna spit out. Yeah. That's funny because every single person in your family will say the same fucking thing. Oh. I think my I I would say my biggest problem with this so far is whereas whereas Biff has been the primary villain for one and two, he's non-existent in this. He's not a villain, really. No, he's not. That's kind of disheartening. And there's really no villain to begin with. Right. Because like, there's no one there to to like their, to thwart their progress. No. What's been thwarting it has been Yoko. Tell me I'm wrong on that. Tell me I'm wrong on that. I, I don't see the same thing you're saying. Well, you know, he's infatuated with her. She doesn't want to leave him. He doesn't want to leave her, blah, blah. She comes back. You're going to see what I'm talking about here sooner or later because she's going to get on the train coming up here in a little bit. And it's just like, you know, do go back for her. Do not go back for her. Do get on the time machine. Do not get on the time machine. You know what I mean? She kind of like thwarts the plan. But that mean that... She's... She's not a villain, but she's just more of a an obstacle that they need to overcome. See what I'm saying? But it's, it's, it, that's more of just a character trait to, to Doc Brown. Like, he's finally found the one thing he's never really had in the all three movies that we've seen him in. He's, he's finally has that companionship. And, like, you know, when you finally find it, it's not hard to just walk away from him. I mean, it's not easy to just walk away from him. Sure. Yeah, you're right. There's, it's, it's just not really much of a villain. I mean, they, they, they never... Biff, Biff was a villain in the second movie, right? Oh, yeah. He tried, to, he tried to kill Marty, I think, three times in the second one. Yeah? Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, they needed to have more of a villain aspect of it, but... Hey, it's okay. I mean, should they not have had Biff and had a completely different villain? I mean, I would... Honestly, this may be this this may like derail the whole, and I meant that as a pun since we're on the train part now. Nice. This may derail the whole trilogy, but I would actually have Biff understand the whole plot by now. Like, if Biff was aware of everything they were doing in number two, like why wouldn't you make him aware of, of everything that they're trying to do in number three and have him still be in the same progress that he tried to do in two? Because that's what happened because because it happened already. Yeah, but still, like no, it, no, it, it happened back to future the ride. That's the plot for the ride. Oh, it is. Yeah, but still, like the ride was way after this movie. 
And God, I was think, it? Was yeah, it was yeah. I don't think the ride came to Universal till like it had early nineties. Early nineties, but it was after this movie. Oh yeah. But you're right though. That is what this is missing. This should have been, in so many words, Back to Future: The Ride. Because the storyline, if you guys don't know who was listening, you can YouTube Back to Future: The Ride, and you can watch it on YouTube. Back but, to the Future the Ride is actually what I mentioned in episode in part two is where they needed to jump to different time frames. Mm-hmm. That was the ride actually, because on the ride you go back to even the dinosaur days. The you go through lava. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's back, what they needed to do. You're right. Where they have to, or I think, because in the ride, um, Biff actually steals the um, the DeLorean. Yeah, just Biff. To, yeah. yeah. And he goes, and he, with the DeLorean, he's jumping through all different time periods, and they have to hunt him down to get the DeLorean back. Mm-hmm. And you're in another DeLorean trying to get him. Right. Yep. And it's a simulator ride. Mm-hmm. So you're moving, and the screen's already around you, and all that. That's fun. interesting you bring that up, because I've always felt that, even as a kid, I can always remember, like, why is this ride never a movie? Yeah. Because the, the ride is amazing. The ride's fun, besides some of the special effects, but we'll give it Well, that. The, the actual, like, the premise behind yeah. the ride. Like Which is what the third movie should have been, maybe, right? Is that Biff finally knows, because he does know. In the second movie, He's old man Biff right. steals the DeLorean and gives the almanac to young Biff. Right. So the third movie is all about Biff trying to officially obtain the DeLorean. So he can create his own world. Right, like why wouldn't Biff at this point be like, okay, this is the one aspect of my life, my future, my past, my present, that dictates everything. Like why wouldn't at this point steal the one thing that they need that alters everything? That's not a bad idea. What was you, Ryan? Do you you like that idea? I think it's it's interesting. Better than this idea. I mean, it would be, I think, a more logical continuation of the story. Than this Western bullshit. Yeah, just, I mean, I would go back to the Western for maybe like, I don't know, maybe like a, a half an hour. Yeah, you just like go through different time periods of just Biff trying to do everything he can to avoid their detection. Yeah. Biff was the third shooter on the grassy knoll. <laughs> but I mean, everything revolves around Hill Valley, though, because it's a time machine. It's not, it moves in time, not in space. Right. Yeah. Saying that he just flies to Texas, kills JFK. All right. He killed JFK, not not Hitler. Hitler killed JFK. That's a, that's a conspiracy theory. No, I'm saying like he killed. You're saying he killed JFK. I'm saying he'd probably go back and kill Hitler because he would want that glory. Because he has the glory of dominance. That's 1955. Interesting. Yeah. Good point. Because uh, JFK's not around at that point yet. 1955. He's a senator. Yeah, but he wasn't J.F. Motherfucking K. I don't know. Just in comparison to what we were talking about to now, like, I... Trying to follow along with this movie has been a little rough. Only because... I don't know. It is very stale in many parts. No, I agree with you because it's like the plot is actually a very simple plot, but they drag it out for an hour and 59 minutes. It's Doc Brown is back in 1885. We gotta go back and bring him back so he does not get killed. We find Doc Brown and we have the time machine. However, though, the time machine can't work anymore because we don't have gasoline, blah, blah. So we gotta figure out a solution. It's very 
very, very elementary plot. And they just drag it out. Well, the premise is interesting. Like I was saying earlier, bringing them back to the Wild West brings up a whole new conflict. We're trying to find all the elements to work in a century where they wouldn't have had this technology. I like that, actually. But bring them back for 30 minutes. The execution was just poor. What do you think about it, Ryan? <laughs> I think it's fine. I, I think, want you to chime in. You I think, well, I, think I, I, I feel like I met, like we talked about this before, like earlier. Well, we're running out of shit to say, pal. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll do my best. I, I do believe that, it, like Brandon said, it's an interesting concept. But uh, um, as I think about it, it does make sense that they go to 1885 because the name of the movie is Back to the Future. So they have to get, at the end of the movie, they need to get back to the future. So they have to go into the past at some point in the movie. Okay. What did they do in the ways they do in 1955? I, I honestly, you're on the subject of whether this time works or not. So, in my honest opinion, no. I actually think the Victorian era would have been better because that's when they were actually everything was steam powered. Steam would have had more of a relation to you know to propelling the DeLorean. I don't know more than this. Okay. But you I see mean, what I'm saying? Like, this, but I don't think would this town. Have, well, because they're not going to Victorian England, because like um, everything revolves around Hill Valley, like all the locations are Hill Valley. Yeah, I guess. I, well, you ha- you you. He's right. You definitely have to stay in Hill in, in Hill Valley. That's what well, the this, whole franchise has been. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, the American frontier was their answer, because at the same time the American frontier was happening, Victorian. England That's true. Right? That's the late 1800s, yeah. So steam was still making a progression even to America. Yeah. Hence with the steam engine. I don't know. I think steam would have been more of a... In terms of, like, using some kind of, like, significant scientific, you know, jargon to help with the audience even, I think steam would have been more of a possible aspect to go towards. This is where I said again that she fucked it up. So he's trying to get back in time. It's just Clara. He didn't bang her yet. He just kissed her. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now he has to climb all the way back, because he spent the last two minutes being scared of falling, climb back and get her. He passed the windmill, which is what Doc Brown said, the point of no return. They're already going at 50 miles an hour, so Doc Brown says, screw my morals and everything else that I just said. I'm going to go back and get her and drag her ass back to the time machine so we all can go back to 1985 together. You see what I'm saying? It's it, it's just bad, lazy writing. Bad. That's why she's Yoko. She wouldn't even do anything. You gotta build at this point. You gotta build the tension. Are they gonna make it? Or are they not gonna make it? I understand you gotta build the tension, but it's just it's just blah. It's vanilla. It's not good because he because like I said, he spent the past two minutes being scared. He gets to the fucking DeLorean and he wants to take her back to the eighties. That's that. That would be a, a shell shock for her, you know. And then she will believe, oh, you actually are a time traveler. I'm sorry for being a bitch. Well, no, no I'm not going to say that. I'm saying, like, imagine you go from having uh, having to shit outside to now you have just water from, a, like, a little tap. That would be amazing. And you can use as much as you want. It, it doesn't deplete, you know? Yeah, that would be amazing because 
I've never shut up. Sorry. The fact that it takes you hours to get to the next town, whereas now you're going to realize it only takes you minutes. Yeah. Yeah. From, from, from where we live to him, it probably would have taken five hours. Longer than that. That would have been, coming out here to see Ryan would be like, it would have to be a fucking weekend ordeal. Yeah, what is that, like eight? It's only a 15 minute drive. 12 miles or so? It's only a 15 minute drive, is that it? Imagine, you can't can't push a horse, you know, it's full gallop for 18 miles, you gotta let it canter and stuff. Like we would, let's say, for instance, if we were now wanting to do a show with Ryan, we're out in the swan, he's here in Maumee. We'd have, let's say, okay, well, you know, we work all week, so let's Friday night. We leave Friday afternoon, get here by Friday evening. Let's say noon by Friday. We're here by Friday, no later than 7, 8. We'd have to not only do the show here, we'd have to stay the night. I'd probably have to feed you guys. Right. What's this, this rabbit? This whole, whole ordeal. ordeal. Yeah. And then we wouldn't leave until probably, we were like, well, since we're here, let's all go to church Sunday morning. So we'll stay here all day Saturday. Have church service Sunday. Leave Sunday at one and be home by our homes no later than seven, eight Sunday morning to get ready for work Monday morning. And that's oh, and, and the whole while hoping you're not gonna get stopped and robbed on your way back to your little homestead, you know? Exactly. So that's a good point. Marty's going back to 1985. Going back to the future. Going back to where he left off in the first movie, so his family's still rich. Train is going overboard. Great explosion. It's a fun explosion to see. This when, is a, it's when, a real train, so that was fun. When her little buggy went over at the, at the beginning of the movie, I was really hoping it was going to explode. Yeah, I was, it, it, it called for it. Now, after this awesome fog, we got the Clint Eastwood ravine. Now, here's at this point where I'm like, the actual Clint Eastwood. Is he not confused by being, well, why did they name this bridge after him? Because he knows that there was this awesome godly figure named Clint Eastwood in 1885 in Hill Valley, like Brian has said. And he took his, his he took that as as his stage name. So he doesn't care. Or maybe, maybe he just thinks it's a fun coincidence. Could yeah. Be. I mean, like, there could be a Brandon Street somewhere. Well, there is a Brandon, Florida. Very good coincidence. <laughs> Which, you know, as a kid, I always thought was like, oh. You know, Ryan's last name is the same as John Carpenter's. Are they related? You're, you're, you're reaching now. Oh, DeLorean's gone forever. So, well, here's a fun fact. John Carpenter is from uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. I think that's only like two hours away from my, where my dad grew up. So, I mean, possibly... And he wants to live in Bowling Green. I don't want to live in Bowling Green. Shh. Fucking story. Okay, I really want to live in Bowling Green. Can, <laughs> Ohio or Kentucky? Ohio. Oh, well, he's from Kentucky. <laughs> I know, but Bowling Green, Ohio, Bowling Green, Kentucky. So, boom. This is a big moment, right, folks? I mean, this is the end of the franchise. This is the last ten minutes of the movie. The DeLorean is officially gone. Destroyed. Yep. It'll never come back. Well, it can always come back. It's, never it's, say never. Yes, but it's been 28 years. The flux capacitor is dead. The time circuits are dead. This is it. Are we sad? So do you, do you guys feel no. like the DeLorean is like um, a, an evil entity? 
Like, it's a cause for destruction. Like, that's... No? No. It's fine. It's like, um... No, I can't come up with a good uh, analogy for it. It's like, it's... it's They use it hoping to do good, but it only causes problems. Well, it's just, uh... I, I don't think the DeLorean itself... In that, in that remark, no, I don't think it is. I think the person who operates it will be the evildoer. Okay. It's just an object. It's up to us, because we have the conscious decisions to make right or wrong. As we've said numerous times while Doc has gone back on his whole statement. Alright. It's an advocator to them, to a human doing wrong or, wrong or right. It itself has no por- has no purpose. It's a, uh, do you feel like it's a corruptible element? Like, it, it, it's something that will corrupt a good person? Absolutely. As the same thing as if you give, you know, the whole saying, like, give a good person a million dollars, will that good person remain good? Or will they become selfish and evil? You know, I could see the DeLorean being the same thing. What would that, what would a good person do if they had numerous time availabilities, you know what I mean? Going through all different times. Yeah, I can understand that. Because, I mean, like, I like to think I'm, like, a good person in my soul, but I would totally fucking exploit the going back in time to make as much money as I possibly could. Right. I wouldn't think twice about it. And, and a lot of people tell, you know, this, the whole thing, that's always the number one thing is like, if you had a time machine, would you go back and kill Hitler? My honest answer, no. History is already put in place. Like, me killing Hitler, what's to say that won't make life worse than, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the future. Like, you have to let, the and that's the, that's the one aspect of time travel I love is like going back to alter anything that's happened could ultimately make things worse. I feel I feel like um, even if even if you did go back and kill Hitler, there would just be another person that would take his place. Exactly. That's that. I mean, that'd be my feelings on it. It's like the Hydra. You cut off one head, two more grow in its place. Yeah. You can't you can't stop it. There's always going to be an enemy. Throughout the entire time, like there's the whole idea of world peace. Like, everyone wants world peace. That can't happen. There's always going to be someone who disagrees with whatever's happening in the current worldview. There's always going to be an enemy. Mm-hmm. So I asked Jordan this question earlier. I don't think you were here for it. Because um, he was still going He was still going on about um, Clara. Or, or okay. whatever her name was. <laughs> and uh, how... How would you feel if the roles were reversed where Marty fell in love with a girl in the past that was played by Elizabeth Shue? I'd feel no differently. I, I, I had no problem, actually, with Doc Brown falling in love. Because, again, like, that's that's just, as you mentioned earlier, Jordan, too, like, we're seeing, we're seeing Doc Brown through Marty's eyes, and Marty is surprised, like, to see different aspects of Doc Brown. And that's us too. Like we're he's not just some loner scientific, you know, maniac. Like he has feelings. He is a human being. Sure. Yeah. He he yearns and wants the things that we all want as well. And no matter how smart or, or dumb or evil or good you are, like the one thing that makes us all connected is love. Like love has, you know, a power over all of us. We all want that singular individual love. Hmm. And Doc Brown showed that. No one wants to be alone. That's impossible. Like, no one wants to be alone. We need some sort of connection. Hmm. Well, now that 2015 is officially erased, 
And why did he go backwards? Why couldn't he just not? Because he he wanted to. He, he didn't want to race him. I know, but why couldn't he just not move? I don't know. It's uh, for the build up and the tension, I guess. Okay. The last uh, hurrah of okay. a great man. I don't know. All right. So now everything's gonna be great now. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, everything turned out for the best. It's... Everything turned out for the best. Everything is great. Marty's been erased, right there from the picture of the clock. Let's say he's been erased. He just got cut out. Not That's a metaphor for being erased. He got burned off. Not officially gone. I do remember watching this as a kid and thinking that the the train flying away looked awful. Yeah, it's terrible. No, this this. This is this is the worst ending in the history of a great franchise. Like you can tell, this is totally not even there. Like it's not even there. It's not even on the track, right? <laughs> now we're getting into ridiculous territory. I know we're talking about time travel and movies and shit, but now this is this is getting ridiculous. Eh, I have they, no problem with it. They had they spent a whole third movie, Brandon. Trying to figure out how to get back in time, and he just built a time machine out of a fucking train. Why not? He's a super inventor. He knows yeah. how to. He knows how to do it now. Okay. I don't feel like it's implausible if he built a time machine out of a DeLorean. All right. Wants to say he can't no, I'm just saying it's the technology. Who's the kid that's grabbing his dick? It's that the one next to the dog. Yeah, he does some weird thing with his hand. He like points to his his crotch. There was some there's some weird thing being like uh, it, he didn't do it on purpose. Apparently, like the the stories, he really had to use the bathroom. Uh, who and, did uh, the the little boy? Right. Yeah. I think it's coming. The shots coming up here. I think. This is like the famous guy shows his cock in Teen Wolf. This guy shows, yeah, essentially. Shows his cock. Yeah, he whips it out. At the and end, then he the quickly bleachers. stuffs it in. Yeah. Really. Right, right when the camera's point. The kid's up. face is weird. The notes erased. Oh, he's like waving. Yeah. Why is he waving? He's have to go pee? Yeah. He's gonna cry. Yeah, look at it. He's in pain. Little fucker's gonna cry. Ruin my shot. Wait a minute. They had like 20,000 times you could take that <laughs> shot. Couldn't they just cut maybe, that scene out of the movie? Maybe they didn't notice it in that when they were shooting. And that was the best take that um, Christopher Lloyd gave. Yeah, at, at the end of Teen Wolf, when Michael J. Fox is celebrated and the credits start rolling, they, they, the camera pans to the top of the bench is where everybody sits, and a guy whips out his cock and puts it right back in. Huh. You don't you don't fully see you a don't, cock, you don't, you but don't you see it. a guy quickly shoving oh. his junk back in. So okay. we're just going to say it's a big, hefty, meaty black cock. The guy was white. Oh, okay. It makes sense. Yeah. All it right. has wings. It has wings. So and it flies. So this is the end of the trilogy. What are your guys' overall thoughts? Worst trilogy ever now because the thing fucking flies. Okay. I I wouldn't go that exaggerated. No, I'm not gonna go that exaggerated. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's serviceable. Um, and like I said, even when we first started the first movie, I was never a huge Back to the Future fan. If I'm ever gonna go back to any of them, it's always the first one, and I'm, I'm it's a one and done for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like the 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 trilogy that you own, Jordan. There's been numerous times where I've I've gone on Amazon and it's like, ah, eh, I don't need it. I put the first movie on my Voodoo and that's as far as I'm willing to go. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I got this as a Christmas gift. If it was my choice, it would be the first movie I've done as well. I agree. But it's nice to have all this bonus features and all this special It's one of those things where if two or three was on TNT or USA, (laughs) I, yeah, fine, whatever. I'd watch it. I don't know. I've, I've, it's never caught my interest. It's never been that cultural icon to me as it's been to others. Now, if it is for someone else, fine. Hey, like whatever floats your boat. Well, well see, now that's the thing. The first one's definitely the cultural icon for me. But the rest of them are just, yeah. But see, like how hardcore fans think of Back to the Future. Like, there's plenty of people that think Lord of the Rings is silly and dumb. You know, like, I, it's all subjective. Full relative. But I do think the quality lessens as each movie goes. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, same with all the rings. <laughs> hey, look at this. Back to the Future, the animated, uh, the animated uh, series, two episodes. They put two episodes on here. There you go. So anyway. All right, well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of PodPass. If you like this episode, make sure to check us out at MovieGuysPodcast.com, on MovieGuysPodcast.Podbean.com, on Twitter, at Movie Guys Pod and also on Facebook at Movie Guys Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Podcast, Brother Brandon and Best Friend Ryan. Thank you so much for joining me. Did Did you get a final word in, Ryan? Uh, no, but I mean it's pretty much what you guys said. Watch the first one, second and third one. You don't really watch. All right. Yeah. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode of Podcast. Have a good night. Bye, everybody.